On this episode of the AIE podcast, Water Shredder Gate was a thing. Want to be a starfighter pilot? I do. Gears of change are turning. We have Captain Sybil's Star War Star Trek Online update. I knew I was going to screw that up. Sorry, Sybil. And like Theros and Turbo Addiction are here to talk about AIE in Eve. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE podcast. Welcome to episode 250 of the podcast celebrating the Aliyah Ioctahest gaming community, the Die Aspen podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left is Makala. Hey guys, there's a uh, mocha java cake over in the guild kitchen. Aludra is off trying to catch them all, and this week we are joined by special guests Turbo Addiction and Lanktheris, who are here to talk to us about AIE in EVE and Exploding Hilariously, I believe. Welcome, guys. Hey! Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Remember, Thanks for- we, we heart you. Aww. <laughs> Aww. reference. Anyway, um- <laughs> So, Lank, what have you been up to in or out of game? We'll get into the Eve politics later, but... Well, see, that's a very interesting question to ask a video game player who plays not only in-game, but at the extended meta of the game, where the game doesn't really just end when you turn it off. So, um, for a guy who doesn't play that much right now because of the school, I'm playing an awful lot, believe it or not. It's just not noticeable. Right, it's all behind the scenes, covert, redacted, all that sort of stuff. Total, total, total space Kissinger here. Uh, not, <laughs> not that Turbo is like not having to deal with the aftermath of the things I end up doing. Half the time you get a text message that say, Link, did you poke another hornet's nest? <clears throat> Always poke the bear. Always poke the bear with the sharpest and gnarliest stick you can. Confirmation, he's confirmation he's been in russian space again <laughs> turbo what <laughs> have you been up to uh besides work in school um <clears throat> oh man bloodborne is such a brutal game uh that game i got it and uh, my blood pressure rises every time i play it but it's so just compelling like it's it's challenging in a new way that i know i didn't know and i can play it and it'll drive me crazy but it's i still have so much fun especially now that yeah. i got somewhat hang of it now imagine it in vr oh no Ooh. tell you what i will i will give them my credit card numbers immediately if they give me portal in vr oh my gosh yes i don't yeah, care how no, sick it I, makes me <laughs> i want to experience portal in vr Oh, that, that would, would be, be awesome. Oh, God, imagine the, the two-player uh, version of that. Just think about Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Oh, as long God. as there's no one filming, you know, filming you watching or playing the game in VR, because I saw that Mark Zuckerberg photo, and that just looks sad. Did you see yeah. that, Link? No, I did not. Uh, see, now, now you have me checking out what Mike... Mike Zuckerberg. It was so. So he was walking in a room full of an entire audience with VR headsets on, and it just looked like the most sad, morose, uh, you know, anime type thing with all these guys with the the VR headsets on, and he's the one walking happily down the aisle, just looking cheery. And it's like, wow, this does not look like the future. Oh, the future looks like a bad like B series. Like degrade anime. Good job, internet. internet. Good <laughs> exactly. job. It all has to start somewhere. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's like you want to hide the nerdiness. You know, nah. it's like, like back in the day, I used to play uh, um, uh, Mech Warrior in these giant like closets. You know, there was this thing called um, the Virtual Geographic League. You know, uh, Virtual Virtual Worlds kind of thing. And it was a bunch of nerds going in and playing BattleTech and Red Planet 
in this giant closet. It was all interconnected. But they weren't made to look like closets. They were made to look cool like a cockpit. They have those at at Dragon Con every year. You can go in and pay a little bit of money and they'll let you do it with a whole bunch of people. What they never tell you, all the buttons and panels are all all like there with double stick tape to make it look cool, but you're still just in a giant box. The closets are for beautiful, beautiful clothes, not gamers. <laughs> and speaking of closets, no, what what have you been up to, McCullough? Uh, well, we uh, started playing Deadlands again in our Monday night RPG group, thankfully, because it's a dang good time. Um, no, they play Deadlands. It's a steampunk western occult RPG, and you use poker chips and cards, and you try to make. And when you cast spells, you're trying to make a poker hand. It's a good time. Surprise, surprise, surprise! Tetsami and I's characters are complete opposite. I'm a magic user. He doesn't believe in magic. This has been our gaming experience for the last 25 years together. We're always opposite. What is this? Never intentionally. Thing? It's it's bizarre. We we have no, last time we were on the same side of things. His character might have gotten killed. Uh, let's see. Working on some world building with a friend of mine for his D and D game. I got to make eleven evil anti paladins of Cyric, all females, all different personalities. That was a good time looking through female archetypes. So Tuesday. So Tuesday, yeah, pretty much. I guessed it on Reven Geek's show, I Remembered It Better, on Thursday night. That was a great time. I think that should be posting soon, if not now. I think it was 124 or 126. I have not played much WoW, but somebody dragged me back into Star Wars because I needed to have my arm twisted. Okay, and by dragging, I mean... I saw what a good time Tet and our hordling were having playing, and I decided I wanted to be a Jedi Knight. So I'm playing a total goody-two-shoes. Goody if you're on AIE in Star Wars, look for Dorche. That's me. Having a blast with that. Remember, um, yeah, remember boys and girls, play evil because good is dumb. I'm playing <laughs> really good, though. I'm, and it's, inca- it's counterbalancing the fact that I am pl- did make these 10 anti-platins, including an 11, including the one that I am playing virtually. And, you know, I needed something to balance that. So okay. so, I use so, the same name. So in WoW, I used to play a, a Blood Elf Paladin, mm-hmm. a bad good guy. Right. And in Eve, I am a bad good guy. Have you noticed the kind of general theme here? Bad yes. is always more fun. It is, but I needed something to counterbalance the bad. So, literally, I am playing my Jedi so goody-goody, it's not even funny. But it's okay, because I'm virtually playing an anti-platinum steric who's pretending to be a good guy. I am playing a huckster in Deadlands who does not hide the fact that she's playing with blood magic and playing with demons, and yeah, it's a good time. So I needed something to counterbalance that. So I'm playing the goody-goody, which is kind of funny because, you know, I am usual good in real life. So Every and time... I, go ahead. No, every time that I try to play uh, the Old Republic, it starts out with me wanting to be um, a Sith and kind of pretty much play the whole gray Jedi kind of thing. And then it just slowly devolves into me just telling everybody that I'm going to kill them if they don't F do off. what I tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do as that's I my, say or I will kill you. I will kill you. Yeah. That's my, that's my Sith sorcerer, which I counterbalance with my captain America, t- uh, trooper on the, on the public side. Of course it's captain America. He plays exactly like Captain America, but uh, I I have a uh, a mercenary turbo that or not a mercenary a smuggler, and I'm playing her as the gray. I'm like you can't go too good, you can't go too bad. I'm just playing her dead neutral on this stuff, and it's a lot of fun. It sounds like it. <sighs> Anything else you've been doing besides being Captain America, my beloved husband? <laughs> I hate Captain America. He's great to look at. 
But anyways. You just don't like that, that we're on opposite sides in Civil War. No way I expect us to be on opposite sides of Civil War. Captain America is kind of a douche. Right. Thank you. Yeah, but he's anti-registration. Oh. Okay, shut it. I know, I have a problem with the registration. Oh, and he has you... really great abs. Anyways. Oh, you nerds, I swear. Vote right. for the guy with the functional alcoholic. Vote Iron Man. Yay. Yes. All right. Um, Team no, Tony. Sorry. Been, no, you're fine. I, I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars. I made it through, uh, got my trooper up to 65, so he's reached essentially end game. But he's gone through all the, the current chapters, so he's chapter 10. Um, chapter 11 comes out next month, which we'll cover in the news. And then I've been a miserable failure at trying to obtain the um, the mount in Love is in the Air in WoW. Um, basically logging in for that, little officering, and raiding, and that's about it. So, But I think with that, we will be digging into EVE shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. All right. In WoW, Water, St- Water Strider Gate has come and gone. The Blizzard dev team announced that they're going to restrict Water Strider to, to a specific expansion. And then within 40 hour, 48 hours, they backed it off to pre-Legion content only and then reverted the whole change waving their hands in the air like they didn't care, and the whole thing was put to rest. Long live Water Strider Gate. Warlords have buckets? Oh, wait, no, it's a Warlord Adrenor bucket list. Discussion on the forum. We've still got months and months and months left in the expansion, and folks are making a list of things to do before the expansion is over. Join the discussions on the forums. And back in Star Wars, funny how that happened. Right. Uh, are you are you just restarting your Star Wars experience, or have you finished up Chapter Ten of Knights of the Fallen Empire and can't wait for Chapter Eleven coming in March? Either way, there's a ton to do in game, and activity has been picking up within the guild. Episode one thirty one of the Escape Podcast is out with Max and Sima, and they talk about Patch four dot one and how to profit from crew missions, what missions you should be running, what you shouldn't, and why. It's a really good listen and helps you focus where your crafting should be headed and if you're into optimizing your crafting experience or just want to know what's going on at the top end with crafting. Have you ever wanted to be a fighter pilot? I know McCullough has. Well, guess what? You can. All of the character classes have access to missions involving piloting ships. And Jonathan Lef... I'm going to murder his last name. Lefebvre. There we go. Has started a thread in the forums for a fun PvP-style night with ships. Galactic Starfighter Night is aimed for March 12th, and there's discussion going on in the forums about it. Also, are you a free-to-play player and want to get the most out of your cartel coins? Old Man Franks does, and he started a thread to get the ball rolling. Max did some analysis when this first came out, and it contains a lot of good good info, uh, and we have links to that in the show notes. Also, a quick congrats to Kaka Rotok. I had to spell that out because otherwise I was going to murder it. For getting a new weekend ops team off the ground and running. Awesome. All right. And in Final Fantasy XIV news, Kelsier wanted the community to know that patch 3.2, Gears of Change, is out. A handpicked selection of changes were highlighted, such as Void Arc Luke restrictions have been completely lifted, including the fact that you can get extra... Maki farth- Farthlings, new bard casting animation, tanks use VIT, I'm guessing Vitality, instead of Strength for damage, make sure to race back if you are spec for Strength, the Soul of the Crafter is gives a pretty much substantial bonus to craftsmanship and control. And Sasha has been busy decorating the guild house. There is a girls' day event, and she used the platform you typically display dolls on to show off the, all the plushies the guild has accumulated so far. Screenshots in the forum thread. Keep up the great work, Sashi. 
and in Star Trek Online. Captain Sybil's synopsis of the Star Trek Online news for the week ending 27 February 2016. Big news item is that Star Trek Online's player skill tree is being completely redesigned. Players are being asked to test the new skill tree in the triple beta test server. That's easy, hard to say. The skill tree overhaul is quite the controversy in the online forums. It's similar to WoW's new revamped talent tree. Star Trek Online's 6th anniversary is continuing with the release of new Federation, Klingon, and Romulan Dreadnought ships. The three variants of Dreadnoughts for each faction, a tactical, science, and engineering. And they're available in the C-Store singly or in discounted bundles. Omega particles strewn about the galaxy have continued along with a minigame to collect them for awesome R&D crafting material for your upgrades. The feature episode, Time and Tide, which carries Year of Hell Temporal Warfare to the next level, is now available to level 60 players. A next featured episode in the story arc is expected to be released soon. New stories have been released for reading on the STO website featuring Nakul preparing for temporal Cold War vengeance against the Federation and its allies, blaming them for supposedly destroying the sun with a stolen experimental device. Who doesn't do that? Right? Based on these stories, it sounds like the new featured episode will be a good one. Either that or he saw Force Awakens one too many times. Wait, sorry, mixing mythos. Macintosh STO client was abandoned earlier this month, allowing subscription refunds for those players who did not adopt the PC version. If a player does continue to play with a PC client, their account will be available for a seamless transition. This reporter used Bootcamp, part of the Mac OS, to install Windows on her iMac to continue an uninterrupted play. The Galactic Development Campaign has enjoyed some early success in the rebuilding after the devastating years of the Iconian War. Starting February 25th through March 23rd, sorry, March 3rd, all captains who log in can aid the effort by completing PvE queues and fleet actions. Based on contributions made by all participants, a bonus experience week will be unlocked following the week with 50, 100, or up to 150% bonuses for all types of skill sets. This and further news, patch release notes, forums, commentary, etc. are always available at StarTrekOnline.com. Players are encouraged to check in frequently. Thanks to Captain Sybil for the updates. All right. And Imperium Ludi and Nomad Notes, uh, Black Desert Online, a sandbox MMO RPG from Korea, is by to play, think Guild Wars 2, that folks are trying to take an interest in. Lord C now has created a thread in the Imperial Ludi section of the forums with a description on how to join the guild when it's possible, when it's possibly slash created, and what's going on in the game. The Division, a Tom Clancy multiplayer shooter, is also on people's minds. Um, Rock Dog has started a discussion on open beta weekends, and folks are talking. See the forum thread to discuss to join in in the discussion. Yeah, sorry on the wording on that one. <laughs> no problem. And with that, let's get back to Turbo and Link and find out what's going on in our other space game that we're involved in. What is that, three? That's at least three. There's some shenanigans, yeah. Shenanigans Eve's, exploding hilariously. Eve is more naval battles set no, in a space theme. It's more submarine battles, really, than naval yeah. battles. It's all I thought it was more political than space battles. Anyway, yeah. well, yeah, it it is, and it's like no no discussion of Eve is complete without the wringing of the hands and the cackling maniacally and going, "Ha ha, the fools, the fools." <laughs> but remember, we're all fools eventually. Eventually, it catches up to us. So, yes, how you doing? How's everyone? Good. Yes. Nice to see you. Doing well. So, so what is going on with your space shenanigans and your backstabbing and your politics and all of that? Shenanigans. So space shenanigans. I keep thinking, keep looking over my shoulder, make sure I don't, I'm not going to get pistol whipped. But anyway, um, <laughs> wow, had to, had to go there, had to go there. So we are acclimatizing very well to our new space home, our new space ancestral home, which is like the fifth or sixth ancestral home we've had. But now, I was yes. Gonna say. <laughs> it's a relative so we're no, ancestral home. So ancestral basically home. we're space nomads. No, more like space hobos. 
More like pissing people off in space when we have to run. Got it. Yeah, we have to okay. usually leave because I, they, they caught us, like, salting the the, uh, the next-door neighbor's, like, front yard and walking our, do- our dogs in front of their lawns and leaving all their deposits there and then going cackling maniacally as we have to then leave really quickly and hopefully saying, I really hope I got all my stuff out this time because, oh, look, I've got a super carrier and fountain boots, and now I can't Whoops. get it out. <laughs> Oops. Well, I lied. So it, was this, only a, it was only a carrier, so it's only like a, a billion, only a billion. So this again illustrates the fact that the <clears throat> AIE, the environment in AIE Eve, is so counter, counter predictive. No, counter something. No, no it's, it's the exact opposite of AIE everywhere else. Wrong. Counterculture. Wrong. Oh, yes. No, no, it's not that that it's it's a counterculture. You know, there's always that discussion, and we we oftentimes hear people say, and I always bristle and get all like when people say, "Oh, AIE and Eve," it's like AIE after dark, and I'm like, "No, we're not after dark. No, we're AIE in space." But space is a very, very cold, it's calculating, space and evil no mystery. Morals. You're saying in space there's no morals. In space, the, the morality in Eve, without getting too political, is akin to a certain big-haired guy running for, for president. <laughs> hey, just... hey, don't make me stop the skill chat right here. No politics. Eve, no, but I, go ahead, Carol. Um, Eve has a lot of dark corners, a lot more than most MMOs. So mm-hmm. we, we play in a game that is darker than most, but we're still just AIE, yeah. just in Eve. Yeah, okay. it, yeah, it's we're yeah we're still there. It's not like we're doing terribly evil things. We're just do, being being terrible, incredibly no pragmatic, is All the right. term I like to use. Pragmatic, and that the fact that there's a guy or a couple of guys hiding in the in the alleyway with a bazooka wanting to kill you and take your stuff, well, it's about time you drive into a bus loaded with explosives and drive it into the into the alleyway because you got to make sure that they're gone because so. so- so basically, uh, Die Hard, the video game. Got it. All right. Yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. And, and it's this kind of pragmatism. Uh, and not only on kind of like, I wouldn't even say in behavior, because we're still the same guys. You know, we still mm-hmm. don't say naughty things in guilt chat. We, you know, we don't say okay. horrible, terrible things. It's just that we twist it and bend it just a little bit. You know, you know. People oftentimes talk, well, well, there's fleets, there's all this horrible, terrible things going on. People linking like inappropriate adult content. Yeah, we join in by usually like posting like food porn it's pictures. You. Because food it's porn, you. who loves food porn? Cats, Normally it's you. Motorcycles. Sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Owl Post, posting pictures of cats. All uh, right. <laughs> insulting other space pirates with the use of cute cats. <laughs> Forgot ponies. Yeah, Lots I was gonna say. I'm, I'm sure Lanks involved, so there's gotta be there's My ponies. Little Pony. Total, yes, absolutely. I reference to. Uh, I, I oftentimes reference to those guys who are less amenable to 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 the pony lifestyle and say, you know, you should totally watch like Anthony Bourdain if you know who Anthony Bourdain is. Right. He oftentimes talks about the wonders of eating Rainbow Dash. Oh my! Oh, nice. So. Besides inappropriateness, and which is totally appropriate for Eve, mm-hmm. what has been going on? Well, like I said, getting used to our new homeland, it's weird because like, we, we've been given the space now. We're living in space. We're you know, getting to know our neighbors, getting to know our alliance, getting to know each other, and realizing that evidently our small but yet effective and organized group of players are ridiculously organized and effective because now we have more space to know what to do ourselves. It's like, holy poop. There's like, wow. It's, it's, like a, it's almost an embarrassment of like riches because it's like we've got so much stuff stuff now and potential that it's like, okay, um, I guess we need more people to populate space. So we're tar- starting a whole like like uh, space pioneer uh, program to try to get as many people into space and shooting people in the face because, hey, that's how you say I love you in this game, by shooting your loved ones in between the eyes. Great. And, and shooting your believe. neighbors because that always, <laughs> that always leads to good fun. It um, does. Uh, so we're so established now that we've actually set up what are called NIPs, non-invasion uh, mm-hmm. programs, where we're not supposed to go take over space that belongs to our neighbors. But we're totally mm-hmm. okay to show show up and shoot at each other. Just don't okay, take my then. stuff. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So you can so totally shoot me dead, but just don't take my house. You're not randomly dropping POSs in other people's space. Uh, about that. Um, we were totally doing that, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. We during during our little slow spot during the winter, which is usually um or not during the winter, but a little bit like the fall and whatnot. We a lot of us went away, did other stuff, but now that it's starting to get winter and getting into summer, we're realizing. Mm. Like we got a really large group of players in AIE that can fly capital ships, and we're showing up on POS bashes with lots of capital ships and making things go boom quickly. Yeah, so Very there, nice. there, used to, there used to be a time when we were lucky if we all showed up in destroyers, and we're like, wow, this is taking forever, and now we show up and it's like we are fielding fleets that are like three billion, and I'm like, since Wait. when can we fly? Like entire fleets worth of three billion. Like the the cheapest ship that someone had was like a was that like what a billion? Memoros like is three point two. Oh god! Oh damn you! Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> so somewhere along along the line, we went from like space scrubs space scrubs to like holy poop! I can destroy a planet if I wanted to. We totally want. And now we're like you know, and the the things that were you know were. Like we're planning on, and we're talking about it a little bit uh, in the in the show. You know, we're planning on. There are, we have stars in our eyes about building citadels and sending up empire and doing all these terrible, horrible things. I'm thinking about getting a dreadnought. Uh, Turbo's got a dreadnought and a Moros. I want to get this giant one. It's called the Redeemer that shoots out all these killer, colorful lasers. So, so it'd be my space, like uh, you know, my space cat to shoot stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. you can oh, colors, crystals in every color, and you can yeah. have a rainbow redeemer. Or not redeemers, the uh, black ops. You want yeah. the revelation? Yeah, the rainbow rev. rev. Because uh, you, we all love that name. <laughs> that is pretty fabulous. Uh, wouldn't have anything to do with you playing a blood elf paladin and nothing well, at and all. Loving. Nothing. The fact yeah. that I'm running around in ships made of gold and silver has nothing to do with the fact that I play a bloodthirsty paladin in WoW. Nothing totally. at all. Totally. Nothing. Totally. All right. At all. And I spend more times basically, you know, you know, customizing my ship and putting out pretty skins that are all like meanful and looking. No, no, not at all. Things things have been changing a lot, Neve, with the um. Citadels that are getting ready to happen. They're, they had mm-hmm. a test of them a little while back on the test server, and they are massive and they are crazy. I think the max size one before they were able to blow it up took out um, like twenty something supers. Mm-hmm. I think. I think wait, it was wait, the citadel itself took out twenty supers. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because you the citadels. Jeez. Because the citadels themselves can be uh, can be fit with a doomsday. Oh my. So, yeah, you, so yeah. I think that's exactly what I think it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a city. It's a city with um, guns on it, pretty much. It's nice. crazy, right? Yeah, so, Who needs um, a planet when you have one of those? You've been prepping the game for it, and used to you could undock in Jita and warp out 800 meters and be almost off grid with everything. Sometimes it'd be up to like 3,000 meters or 3,000 kilometers. Yeah. Um, 3,000 kilometers was about the about when it would start just breaking and you'd show up or not show up on uh, the overview. Now right. you're lucky if you're like 80,000 kilometers and you're still on the overview. Oh jeez, in Vita. So, so think, do the math. 80,000 kilometers and your ship is traveling at say, say for instance, you got one of the fastest ships going at like 10 kilometers a second. How long would it take you to travel eighty thousand kilometers? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But it was part of the um, part of having to have the citadels stuff getting ready because some of the citadels were wider than what the grids were. Like you could get on one side of the citadel and not see the other side of it at all. Oh, that's crazy. I think the extra large citadel is from end to end about a hundred and forty-five kilometers. In game. Gosh. So uh, it looks like um, Argus says it's 150 kilometers. 150 kilometers. So if you if you think about it, and the sheer number of players that need to be there, and remember that 
in order to effectively destroy these space sandcastles and huge space sandcastles, it will be the will require you to unload so much massive firepower mm-hmm. that it it, it it it's it, it's gonna be great. Oh wow! I, so I, what does one of those cost? <laughs> so. Um, av- depending on how you fit, the average Titan is what anywhere from like three bill to six bill. Titan? No, the Titan Titan fit completely is a hundred and hundred and five bill. Hundred billion. So yeah. So if you say, for instance, like in this particular fight, they dropped thirty six. The, the blueprints are supposed to be hundred bill for the citadels, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> just just for the blueprints to be able to make one without yep. all the ingredients or materials. Yeah. That's crazy. And you know, it used to be that it was believed that in the game, oh well no one will have a lot of these ships. It's not it's not gonna be a big deal. But unfortunately, like players are players and players figure out quick ways to kind of manipulate and like game the system. There are so many supers and capitals in the game now that uh, it's actually pretty rare when they die. And now this is this mechanism is being designed to not only hold your, 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 your place in space, but if you want to really kind of kick someone out and, and, and evict them, you're going to have to bring in the big guns, which means you're going to have some very expensive fights coming up soon. Very <laughs> expensive fights. Speaking of expensive, um, they recently introduced uh, pretty much skill point trading which allows you to carve out your brain or you can add some more brain to your head uh, with the injectors and extractors. It's just yeah. like giant in lore. It's like a giant needle with a um, little canister on the end of it to inject or pull out some of your knowledge. And there's people that have, there's one guy um, named Iron Bank. He went from, Zero skill points to uh, every single skill in the game to five uh, for one point seven trillion esque. That's uh, well, twenty eight thousand dollars. Right. So, well, <laughs> so it, try a real money sink. Because remember, you can buy these in Orem or Isk. You know, you can, which means that there's a direct uh, translatable over to real cash. Real cash. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's an interesting bit of of transhumanism where you'll be able to sell off a bit of your like knowledge, carve mm-hmm. off, or basically lobotomize yourself, right? And sell it, and like sell it to do. some yeah, and sell it to someone else who will then add it to his own gray matter. And uh, it's a way of you know because we train in real time, uh, even when you're not logged in, you're you can be learning a skill. This is a way of allowing newer players or players who want to like skill up to a particular ship or a particular skill an opportunity to get there quicker and faster for a price of course very similar yes. to the very similar price. yeah very similar to the boost to 105 yeah right 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 now i think um, two of them would be for a brand new player would be about uh, 1.2 billion esque which is one plex give or take um, so 20 bucks and a character can get uh, a little over two thirds of a month of training ahead Mm-hmm. But just buy the game, then throw twenty bucks at it, and then you have a character that is very competent in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Right. And so you really can build a skill it, tree and say, "I want to pilot this, or I want to do this." Yeah. You can yeah. quickly ramp that character up. Now, what's the cooldown on the injectors? There is not no cooldown. Uh, the oh, link that I have Lord. in the um in the show notes for the pilot Iron Bank did it in four right. hours, and that's just the limit of being able for him to have to do all the clicking and leveling. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. I'm sure just the, the clicking time, which I'm sure people will go, yeah. we need that automated now. <laughs> well, yes and no, because there, there is a, a skill, well, a real life or at least gaming skill requirement in this. And that the fact that you can go ahead and train a character to fly a very expensive ship very, very quickly you are just now making sure that you're going to lose a very, very expensive ship really, really quickly because just because your character knows how to fly a particular ship or use a particular weapon system doesn't mean you're experienced to use it. So it's very possible to have a two-day-old, like, like super, super capital pilot 
but the problem is that congratulations, you put all this money for this one pilot. You can now fly a super capital, I mean a super carrier, which is great, but that just means guarantees that someone's going to walk away with a very, very, very nice expensive kill mail because you really don't right. know how to fly the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. You don't know how to manage your resources on it or defend it or yeah. Exactly. And then there's the the, uh, the added complexity of learning how to fit your ship. You know, it's remember Eve is a very very complex game, ridiculously complex at times. So just because you're able to go ahead and jump into a ship doesn't mean that that's the best idea to do, because you still don't have any experience of like what should I do it, how should I fly it. Um, many players have, particularly some of a lot of newer players have a problem when they are they kind of build their ship to be kind of this, like uh, like a Swiss Army knife, you know, master of many things but good at none. So the, all you really do is guarantee that you're going to get blown up because, you know, you, each ship, you can have exactly the same ship, but depending on how you fit it and how you set it all up, it can do two very different jobs. And, yeah, it's like and, handing a 16-year-old a Formula F1 and saying, here, go learn to drive. It's like, yeah. okay, what do I do with this? Uh, drive really fast, really straight. Well, how do you cur- turn? I have no idea. Yeah, and Eve, you really want to build build something that is purpose built. You you don't want you don't want a hammer. You want that specific wrench that does only that one thing. Yep. Yeah, um, exactly. And if you want to be able to do something else, you grab a mobile depot and throw all the other stuff that you want to fit on the ship later. So you can tear it back down while you're in space, throw everything back on it, and then or better or better yet, just buy a different ship with the same with the stuff that you need and just swap in and out. Eh, it's the opposite of the. It's the opposite of the Alton Brown. You you want a unitasker. You don't want a multi tool. Yes. You do not want a multi tool because multi tools lead to very very hilarious lost mails. Yes. Oh, so, Lank, tell them about the space politics. Space Congress. Oh, fake space Congress is a great thing. It really is. So, um, so as you, as not a, well, if if you know, you don't know. Um. Eve Online has an, an this special special like snowflake about itself, and that the fact that it has what's called the Council of Stellar Management, which every year um, the voter the players of Eve uh, Online uh, vote in for representation for a particular body that works along in tandem with CCP and helping to kind of address like societal issues that us players have. Uh, you know, imagine if if WoW had a uh, student, con- I know, like a student congress, and these players get elected, go up there, and they get flown. A couple, a few of them get flown uh, twice a year to um, Iceland to uh, to participate in a summit, and as well as constantly having to provide information, focus grouping for for CCP. Well, it's that time again. It's election time, and we have once again taken up the mantle of being giant space idiots, and being fake space pundits, and interviewing as many inter- uh, any, many candidates as we possibly can. Some to some rather amusing <laughs> outcomes. Some to Mike. Oh my God! You should not be allowed anywhere near power. Oh my God! We're going to die. So. Do you have a computer license, sir? <laughs> Have you registered with the FBI anytime soon? <clears throat> no, but but in all joking around, it, it is it is a very very unique situation uh, for a gaming com- uh, for a gaming company to create an app, you know a method that players can d- become more directly involved in the way the game's being you know iterated and developed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like I said, we're 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 providing the the knowledge base for that, teaching people about the new candidates are being run. And this year we're going to have a whole, almost a pretty much a um, wholesale like revamp of the, of the, uh, of the agency, the council, because we only have two people from last year who are running. So we're going to have two, two incumbents. Everyone else has decided either not to run. There was a fair amount of space politics drama along with it, which is both good and bad. Good for us because, Hey, we love that, that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Bad for the age uh, for the uh, entity because that uh, will, well, you know, we don't know if we can trust you because you seem to be very self self interested and only involved in your own agendas. Heaven forbid politicians like think about themselves and not like right. the, little, the little guy. Big surprise there. But uh, there's been a lot of changes as well. There's like uh, some changes in like man- management and how the, the organization, the, this particular group is kind of administered by, by CCP. So we're keeping everyone abreast of that, you know, keeping them mm-hmm. informed. Uh, 
this year there is a final authorized tally of 53 candidates, which is down from last year, which was 70. Uh, we are, okay. So, but we have been we have conducted about 36 interviews. Um, we've got two additional like French language, so it's 37 interviews plus interviews with developers. So we're around the 40 40 interview mark, all in about a month and a half. Oh, that's impressive. Good job. Nice. So, and uh, this year, because last year we almost killed ourselves doing it, because it is a lot of work. Uh, right. We all have we all have real time lives and jobs and schools. And stuff. And, so, yeah. so you know, you, until I can figure out a way that we can get paid for space punditry, <laughs> you know, we have to get creative. So this year we kind of reached out to the larger Eve podcaster, blogger, um, you know, you know, notable notable members of the community, and kind of got everyone together and organized and kind of farmed out a lot of the workout. So we have people who work with other podcasts, like say for instance, like the Neocom. Uh, we have bloggers like Nosy Gamer, if you're ever following ga gaming. Uh, other folks who used to work with like, you know, former former uh, former writers and, and editors for like uh, sites like thematani.com and Crossing Zebras and, and various other entities to kind of jump in and help us out. We actually have a, a couple of uh, former, well, not even say former, current sitting CSM who are not going to be seeking re-election, helping us out, providing details and kind of uh, backing us in with some context in regards to what's going on and what's not going on. So we kind of like grew the team, as it's, we're saying, in order to give people uh, a big, a better idea of what's going on. In addition, we've also kind of developed, we, we introduced it last year, we created these analysis shows to kind of sit there and kind of um, look over and analyze each individual um, candidate, and then pr then we go ahead and give our like opinion on that particular candidate. Just because 53 interviews is a lot of interviews, and it's a lot of people to sit there. So yeah. a lot of our listeners really appreciate us sitting us sitting us sitting there listening to them basically say, "You see this guy? You see that guy? Yeah, don't vote for him because he's a psych psychopath. But that guy, <laughs> that guy over there is great. So they really appreciated that." So you guys created this out of whole cloth, right? There wasn't something like this before that anyone was, I don't want to say vetting the candidates, but interviewing and doing all this, right? So so interviews and interviews and interviews, it's been around for a while. There was a, a, a fellow who actually was doing it before us. His name was Xander Fina. And he was the uh, the guy who behind Crossing Zebras, that particular website and podcast. Well, he decided to run three years ago. And well, you can't exactly run for a space, fake space Congress position and then interview your your people who you're running up against. So he decided not to run. So us, to our better judgment, that hey, how hard could it be? What's the worst that can happen? Uh, <laughs> Never, uh, no, 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 no. Never ask that. So so we decided, hey, why not? Let's try it. And off we were, and off we did it. And then we got, you know, got a lot of feedback, a lot of good, some bad, you know, just because having to deal with the situation. And right. this would be our third year running doing this. And it would actually, it, it kind of led to the um, splitting off of that from, because it used to be all part of the Capstable podcast. We've now gotten to the point where we've actually split the Capstable podcast into three distinct flavors. You've got mm -hmm. Capstable Prime, which handles all like the general news and new player stuff. Uh, we spun off a French ver language variant of that show, Capstable FR, Capstable French. And all the CSM stuff has been actually spun off into a new show called CSM Watch that handles all the interviews. And it's actually, we're kind of um, positioning the, the, uh, the show to be more of a kind of community watchdog group organization to keep an eye on what's going on because there's a lot of stuff, particularly last year that, that, that occurred, where there was like breaches of NDA, uh, breakdowns of communication, allegations of, uh, of um, you know, misappropriation of information. And it's like, well, there is no suitable way of kind of reporting that to the average, well, average player what's going on. Hey, why don't we do this great like community-driven watchdog group? And get really get in, involved in the meta and watch people, pin, you know, fling poo, poo at us because hey, it's fun. Right, right. right. So like real elections. Yeah, exactly. like every election. Yeah, right. it's like every election. And people oftentimes say, "Oh my God, drama! That's so terrible! Oh my God, it's bad! It's bad!" Well, yes and no. Um, you know, unlike a lot of people, I actually like drama. Not that I right. like enjoy like sitting there going haha i gotta come up and no um you may aggro drama though yeah well yeah well well player drama is basically another way of of gauging 
and finding out what player engagement is in a game. Mm-hmm. You know, players care what enough. What are they passionate about? Exactly. So it's a great way to find out what the players really care about, what they want to know about. You know, people naturally and automatically equate drama as a negative. Drama is actually a positive uh, because mm-hmm. it allows you to kind of take stock of what's going on, what needs to be addressed, and what needs to be fixed. So it's a great feedback tool to find out what's working, what's not working. Not and, then there's, yeah, and then there's a general way of guys are going, uh, you know, saying, you know, pee pee jokes. And then, yeah, that's, that's what I would <laughs> consider bad drama. But, you know, that's, that's just. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have space trumps. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Do we ever have space trumps? Oh, you know, we were we were discussing this the other day actually, in 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 our comms because um, it was announced uh, earlier this year that SoundCloud lost like forty million dollars, mm-hmm. and right. you know, people were saying, why would you care that SoundCloud it might be going out of business? Well, there are some very very notable and well known recordings of very like space important people saying some pretty funny, ridiculous, hilarious things, and mm-hmm. if SoundCloud goes under. That entire wealth of knowledge is lost. So we're like desperately trying to archive that stuff for future generations to learn, to see, see, in my day, this is what used to happen there, boys and girls. Right. You kind of want that kind of history so newer players understand how it was and how it has been and kind of get to know some of the more notable players in the game. Also, you know, the old adage, those who don't know the uh, history are doomed, are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. It, it yep. really is that the case. I'm just going to have to stand up here because my butt's getting a little numb because chair. But, uh, but yes, it's, it's, it's a way of learning what's going on. Um, it's, it's, this is one of the very few games where, you know, we do have heroes and we do have villains. And because we're all playing on, play on basically the same shard, the same server, there's no way of getting around it. And mm-hmm. you will inevitably, either directly or indirectly, have a run-in with these individuals. It wouldn't be great to find out the backstory behind that. Right. So, oh. but yeah. But when it comes to drama, and I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me, Turbo, but drama is a good thing. It really is. It warms the, the dark cockles and recesses of my heart. Yeah, drama, drama, drama makes Eve turn. So does mm-hmm. uh, diplomatic incidents make hoots. Do yeah. Work and have as, fun. As, yes. as much yeah, as much as Hoot says he doesn't like drama, he totally loves these diplomatic incidents because then you, the fire turns on in his eye. He gets that shine in there, going, "Yes, I am relevant once again." And he goes run, run <laughs> right. Oh, and last thing is, Eve Eve players don't like change. Um, no. Well. Gamers in general don't like change. That's like a sweet. Like, that's something you can actually safely say as a sweeping generality. Well, People. I mean, Eve player. Eve players have a bad. Have a. The, the, a lot of Eve players really, really don't like change. So much so that uh, we've been given an ultimatum, and they said that no more XP. So, uh, Windows XP support after oh. the summer. Oh, oh wow. no! So you're going to have to give up your now archaic operating system, which hasn't been relevant for five years. We're going to have to stop supporting that. What's Alas. funny though is, is yeah, people people still run Eve on some of the just oldest hardware, and that's probably <laughs> going to kill a bunch of people that probably still play Eve today on Windows XP and yeah. old systems. Oh, oh god. Well, because I mean, I, I know for you know people that are involved in space battle that are just doing some of the the lesser graphical stuff, it probably works fine. They're like, why do I have to change? Because now the size of the grids and positional information, drones, it, it's it's like every game, it's like every MMO, it's it, it's revamped and requires right. an, up, an, up, an upgrade, an up, uh, a refresh. You know, I you yeah, know, and and it's like. It's to me. It's kind of silly expecting I should be able to play my games on the same PC that's 15 years old. Right. Um, Who wants Grandpa? You know. Yeah. That's called solitaire. Yeah, I go through cell phones like every eight months. I mean, come on. It's just the way of the world. You know, and and that's you know, I, I hate to take such a you know like like harsh turn and view of it, but you kind of have to because well, relevancy. 
Right. Well, yeah, I mean, the game can't get better unless it's got more powerful systems to run on. Otherwise, yeah. you're just stuck in the same stuff. Exactly. I mean, it's like, would you want, like, any other... Would you like WoW running in the same hardware that it's been running 20, well, 10 years ago? Absolutely exactly. not. I mean, then you you wouldn't have all of such pretty graphics. That's one of the. It's the kind of game we uh, the pay you know the price we pay for gaming on PCs. Right. And and we you adapt or go play Hello Kitty Adventure Island forty thousand. Right. If that's your thing, sure. Mm-hmm. Although Eve is one of the games that still supports Mac, isn't it? Yes, they still support Mac. Uh, you know, there was never a Linux uh, distro. Release for it, but uh, oh well. But that's what you know. When it comes down to like PC only, that's why I got that machine over there, my old gaming machine, which you can't see because it's all frame. Uh, and that's where I go play that. Like you know, I'll go play like Overwatch because I don't think they're gonna have like Overwatch on Apple, and that's perfectly okay because I've got like seven million computers in this apartment, so I'm good. Right. All right. Anything else for me? Let's see. Anything else? Turbo, can you think of anything? Any ne'er-do-wellism? No. Uh, we're not AIEVE after dark. <laughs> like I okay. said, we're not that. Good to know. So um, you, the only other thing we really have is that if you want to try EVE, um, you know, we, we are very frank about it. We do tell people. So EVE is very much unlike any MMO you've been involved in. Uh, ter- you know, you can hang around us with comms, you know, and you'll listen to even our terminology is very different. Um, you know, we'll, you'll occasionally hear the, the terms like tank, or healer once in a while, but it's a completely different context. It is a very, mm-hmm. very difficult game. Um, if you want to try it, we'll help you out. You know, we will do. It's like we're not going to turn you turn you away. But it's with the caveat that it's going to take a little bit of time to get involved in and deal with, just because of the learning curve. Um, there's right. a great there's a great comic that I don't so I don't know if you've ever seen it where so you the learning curve of various like MMOs and uh, Eve is instead of being this wonderful little curve, is more like a precipice outcropping with like death and dismembered bodies hanging over because it's kind of really hard. Oh my, uh, okay. And, and, and I don't know if uh, let's see if I can find that because it's, it, it's been changing a lot as of late, and there's so much stuff that's made Eve a better game. It's still not super friendly for new people, but if we can get if if you will join us in space we will guarantee that we can have you something to do like in a fleet in yep. a matter of hours. Like you, you have something. Indeed. And Argus just posted in the chat room. Um, it's, it's pretty much his space job to help bring new people along. So it sounds like we do also have the support behind us for those new people to have a way to get comfortable, to have something to do, have that learning curve and have fact, a, you know, space tutor. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, there's, the, uh, there's the, uh, the image I put up of the uh, of the learning curves of popular MMOs, yeah. and you'll notice that the very the black one, the very top one, that that was the Eve of old. Now it's gotten a little better, but it right. can still be a little obtuse. And if you grow attached to a spaceship and you're worried that you're going to lose it, you will. Just part of Eve. If you can't stand losing the spaceship, never undock. Um, best way to think about your spaceships in Eve is. Other MMOs have armor that you have to repair. Mm-hmm. It has ships that blow up. You have to they replace. Just yeah. put on another set of armor. Yeah, it, it's the, the uh, yeah a lot of, a lot of issues that a lot of newer players have about Eve is that you know you grow you grow emotionally attached to your avatar, your character, and if he dies, oh. you, you he just comes back to, back to life. In in Eve, loss is real. So when you lose a ship, it's gone forever. Poof, gone. Bye bye. I mean, you can salvage some stuff. But it's right. it's it's not going to be the same. It's it's you 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 take. It's your car crashing. You, yeah, you take old Yeller to the back of the back of the 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 woodshed and you do what you have to do. Well, that's and, happy. Yeah, I know. But and it and it's like as soon as you become accustomed to that, you don't care if you lose a ship or not. Right, you know, right. I, I oftentimes tell that as soon as I buy a ship, there is this imaginary like invisible timer that's over its head, which is it's time to live a quotient. And sometimes for me that. I still have ships that I that I bought like three years ago, and I've got ships that I lost in five minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's the sort of Damocles. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You never know when the when the hammer is going to fall on your head, 
and not, and sometimes you know with a little careful preparation and some planning, that won't be the case. But you never say never because you are eventually going to lose that ship one way or another. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we we offer free ships as a like our industrialists like CUDA and um, I think Anatis and a bunch of other people, uh, Frodo especially they they're all mining and doing a whole bunch of work to build ships that we have and we offer them free. Like you just hop in the ship and go blow it up. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. If you oh. insure it, you get paid to do so. Yeah, we, nice. we totally endorse the, the use of uh, insurance and you know insurance fraud because we'll buy these ships, we'll give it to you for free and insure the ship and if it gets blown up, guess what? It hasn't cost you anything. In fact you made money. Nice. So haha, <laughs> take that, triple A. <laughs> All right, State kids, farm. remember, insurance fraud is bad. Fraud is bad. Eve is chaotic neutral. Unless it's in space, then it's okay. Okay. All right. Well, if that's it, are we? Are we? I think we wrapped everything up, right? All right. Hearing no objections, that will be our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, or in Ralph's case, making up show tunes, we'll want to thank Turbo and Lank for joining us. It's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. And where can great. where can you uh, shenanigan makers be found on the interwebs? On the interconnected interwebs, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at @linktheris. It says so right there, or right there. See, right there on the little crawl. See. Right. Um, you can find me at Turbo Addiction, and um, there's uh, two two websites we want you to check out: capstable.net and csmwatch.com. And Those if you have, yeah, and if you happen to speak French, it's also at capstable.org/fr. If you if you speak oh, the French, you speak uh, the French. I think there's a link from capstable.net to yeah. capstable.fr. That is box child, and it is it is actually flourishing pretty well. All right. So if you have questions or comments about our show, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Ludra is at AI, or Ludra underscore AIE. I'm at Cyberwave. And Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video Usually every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with our, us on the website, theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit the website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including Altitis from MuCow and Overly Dramatic News from Hans the Wind. Next week, we'll be talking to Max and hopefully Seema in Star Wars The Old Republic. The uh, theme here, guys, ships in space. Anyway, so until then, AIE. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is MuCow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called Altitis. If you are into the art of collecting, why not use your alt army for pet collecting? While your inventory of battle pets might be account wide, you can use every single last one of your alts to gather them. For your max level alts, you can find pets in just about every raid, and usually at a better drop rate than mounts. If you want less of a time investment, you can also find them in some dungeons. That lovely garrison of yours can also drop pets and missions, and you'll even find them in the shipyard. In all of these cases, the more alts you have, the more chances you have to make them drop. You will also find a number of ways to get pets during the various holiday events throughout the year. Having your alts gather holiday currency can be quite effective, and for random drop pets, each alt will have its own chance. And even if it is best to pick one of your alts as the main pet battler, you can still use our army to gather all of them. Of course, I'll be a bit busier doing my favorite type of collecting as I level every class and race. Gotta level them all. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss the topic further, find us on Twitter at AltitisNet, and show notes can be found on altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis.
Poor drop rate has people looking for Love Rocket in all the wrong places. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. We've reached that time of the year when love is in the air, but for many frustrated mount collectors, all they can think about is what isn't in the air. Them on a big love rocket. Year after year, alt after alt, they battle the Crown Chemical Company only to come up empty. Rumor has it that the odds of winning one of these amorous aircraft are only slightly better than winning Powerball. So it really shouldn't come as any surprise that some are going to, shall we say, extra legal means to satisfy this pent-up demand. Recently, ODN has received reports of counterfeit BLRs showing up in various auction houses. While the source of these fakes is not certain, one rumor is that Elon Musk's SpaceX company is using the holiday to cover a secret test of a new version of their reusable short-range launch vehicle. The theory is that since Goblin technology is expected to blow up, any test failures will go unnoticed to SpaceX investors. At last report, the Azerothian Trade Commission is investigating this rumor, but advises any recent rocket buyers that if your rocket lasts less than the distance between four Quest Hubs, consult your mechanic. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.